It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. And I am here in the office with Dolores Dorantes. And Dolores Dorantes has worked as an investigative journalist for some of Mexico's most respected publications, El Universal, La Crónica de México, El Diario de Juárez, El Norte. And uh, you may have also heard Dolores on KPFK's Enfoque Latino and Nuestra Voz. And she's originally from Ciudad Juárez, and she currently is an op-ed writer who's been following the Mexican elections from Los Angeles for the past few months. So, Dolores, gracias por ofrecer tu tiempo. No, gracias a ustedes. Hoy es martes, el 3 de julio, y en el New York Times, en el BBC de Londres, en Le Monde, todos están reportando que Enrique Peña Nieto es el futuro presidente de México. ¿Sabemos quién ganó las elecciones en México? Yo creo que en México no hay un presidente electo todavía. Se están contabilizando los votos. So today is Tuesday, July 3rd, and the New York Times, the BBC, uh, Le Monde, all the jornada in Mexico, the press is reporting that Enrique Peña Nieto is the future president of Mexico. And my question to Dolores was, um, do we know who the president is of Mexico? And the answer is no, that we actually don't. Oficialmente, si no hay ninguna polémica electoral, si no hay eh, alguna impugnación, si no, hay, si no ha habido un crimen electoral, si no ha habido un delito electoral, se, el IFE, Instituto Federal Electoral, da, da el veredicto el día 8 de julio. So I asked just what is the date that the IFE, which is the Federal Electoral Institute, is allowed to say who won the elections? And the answer is not until the 8th of July. So officially, Peña Nieto has not won the elections. Um, Dolores also said that there, unless there are irregularities on the 8th, they will announce who has won. Ahora la pregunta es, ¿han... Hasta el momento, ¿se han documentado irregularidades electorales en México? Sí, hay bastantes irregularidades documentadas y hay ahorita 15,000, más de 15,000 denuncias por parte de los ciudadanos. Se creó un organismo, una organización de 3 millones de personas que no pudieron votar y que van a interponer su denuncia ante el Instituto Federal Electoral. Eh, Hubo violencia, hubo compra de votos y hubo manipulación de la información. Y creo que todo eso va a pasar a términos legales en México. So three million people 
are claiming to have been disenfranchised, and 15,000 people have already put in formal complaints with the Federal Electoral Institute, and that will all go into consideration before the 8th of July. So we may be reading today that Peña Nieto won, but on a week from today, we may be reading something else actually about what's happening in Mexico. Bueno, probablemente de aquí en una semana tenga que posponerse el veredicto. Eh, no que las noticias sean diferentes, porque las noticias han sido las mismas desde que empezaron las campañas, que es que Peña Nieto regresa al poder, ¿no? Es, es la forma mediática de influir en una comunidad, ¿no? So that the electoral verdict would have to be reconsidered is quite possible, is what Dolores is saying, but that the news that we're reading perhaps won't change because it's always been the same, which is that Peña Nieto was on his way to power and now he is in power and a week from now, even if that's disputed, he will still be reported as being in power because that is the way in which the media has been working in Mexico lately and the foreign press has followed suit. Así que la pregunta es, ¿no te sorprende que dicen que ganó Peña Nieto? Eh, no me sorprende porque es muy conocido que Peña Nieto es un candidato construido por los medios de comunicación. Eh, lo que me sorprende realmente, lo que me sorprendió ayer es que el presidente de la República eh, le saliera a felicitar a Enrique Peña Nieto sin eh, que se hubiera contabilizado ni siquiera el 1% de los votos. Iba el 0.6% de los votos contados cuando Felipe Calderón salió a anunciar eh, y a felicitar al candidato. Eso me sorprendió eh, porque eso implica que el gobierno federal está de acuerdo con toda esta manipulación mediática que ha habido todo este tiempo, ¿no? So with even less than 1% of the vote counted, Dolores is saying that the thing that really surprised her isn't the way that he was decided or said that he won, but rather that the president of Mexico, the current president, Felipe Calderón, actually with one, less than 1% of the vote counted, went out on national broadcasts and congratulated Peña Nieto for winning. Y hablando de lo de los medios y la colaboración, pues eh, hace un mes salió el Guardián de Londres con una investigación y encontraron documentos de pagos de Peña Nieto y, y sus aliados en el Estado de México a Televisa para hacer cobertura favorable de, pues, de su estancia de gobernador en México. Sí, bueno, la, la cobertura incluye incluso creación de imagen. Eh, es como una cobertura publicitaria, como cuando venden publicidad. Fue el mismo contrato, fue de mucho dinero y mm, lo había documentado proceso... Hace, exacta, hace como dos años y medio, más o menos, Proceso sacó la misma investigación, eh, pero como son tantos medios eh, eh, coludidos y, que, y tantos medios pagados por el PRI, um, la voz de Proceso se opa quedó opacada porque el reportero de Proceso se negó a dar la fuente de su investigación porque es una fuente que está al interior de Televisa eh, y, y que le envió los papeles originales. 
Ahora, antes de las elecciones, eh, The Guardian retoma eh, la investigación y ellos eh, sí dan la cara y ellos sí, sí definen, al parecer, sus fuentes. So the Guardian newspaper did an investigation of the um, Peña Nieto's uh, tenure uh, as governor of the state of Mexico and found documentation that there had been payments made to Televisa, one of the largest uh, television networks in the country, by uh, Peña Nieto's office for essentially what Dolores is saying is a PR campaign um, and producing a, a certain type of image around who he is as governor. Um, and this isn't enterprising reporting by The Guardian, but rather Proceso magazine had already done some work and found these documents, but they couldn't go forth saying who their sources were. Um, when The Guardian picked it back up, I guess it was possible for them to actually trace where the information came from in order to verify it. ¿Cómo fue la, pues, cómo respondió la gente en México cuando salió esta noticia? Bueno, ¿cómo respondió la gente en México? A, a muchos no nos sorprendió, porque conocemos la 70 años del Partido Revolucionario Institucional en México, es, eh, es eh, lo común, ¿no? Lo, lo normal. Eh, pero yo creo que hay un porcentaje de la población en México eh, a la que le gusta el medio de la farándula y, se, y, y, y lo, han, lo, lo han adoptado como una realidad. Y yo creo que en ese punto sí se puede manipular a, a muchas personas eh, porque les están presentando una primera dama que es la mujer que ven en las telenovelas en su casa. Eh, y les están presentando a un candidato que es eh, físicamente atractivo ¿no? por ese lado y además por eh, la conveniencia de eh, eh, el voto comprado es decir, a veces no únicamente con dinero pero sí eh, si tú trabajas en el Estado de México y votas por, por el PRI vas a asegurar tu trabajo seis años más, ¿no? En ese sentido, eh, esa conveniencia, digamos, individual hizo que, que mucha gente optara por el voto hacia Peña Nieto. So it wasn't really surprising to most people who already know that there's a collusion between the media and the politicians in Mexico. And for those who it didn't matter to, they were perfectly happy, Dolores is saying, to have a candidate who has a, an attractive wife who's on a telenovela that they see every day, and that for those who are working in the States and already have um, jobs with the pre-institutional revolutionary party in Mexico will just be assured another six years of work because every sexenio, when parties change hands. They then hire, you know, a new administration just like they do in the United States. But it surprises me that, well, not really, but if it were to happen in the United States to find out that, for example, Barack Obama had paid CNN to do a favorable story about him when he was a senator and that CNN took that money, he wouldn't be president today. Sí, bueno, es, es, es chistoso, bueno, y triste a la vez, pero eh, también, y algo que no, 
que no se considera o no se, o no se quiere considerar por los medios de comunicación y por eh, nuestro gobierno, es que ese es un delito eh, que se paga con la anulación del candidato, es decir, Uh, si sí se comprueba que Peña Nieto o la administración de Peña Nieto pagó para crear una campaña y que Televisa aceptó el dinero o una empresa mediadora con Televisa, si eso se comprueba, él tiene que renunciar a su candidatura. Es obligado a renunciar a su candidatura. Pero por otro lado, si se comprueba que él compró votos, que compraba las que su equipo compraba credenciales de elector para ganar votos, también él se ve obligado a dejar la candidatura. Entonces, ahorita hay dos personas detenidas que se detuvieron en, flag en flagrancia comprando votos a favor de Peña Nieto. Well, Dolores is saying that it's sad and it's funny at the same time that that's the situation and everybody knows it but it is actually a crime and if it were to be proven and taken through the courts in Mexico Peña Nieto would have to renounce his campaign um, because you cannot be paying media outlets and Televisa also would be fined by the government um, but that's lo de menos that's probably the least of it because there are also reports right now that there have been Um, votes that were purchased essentially with um, debit cards that had quantities of money on them in exchange for people's IFE um, credencial, which is your federal electoral uh, ID identification, which in Mexico is like your driver's license. It is the one thing that you can show that absolutely proves who you are and nobody can question if it's a, an authorized document. And those have been given in exchange for money And this is being reported in Mexico right now? Sí, hay dos casos que están en proceso, ya dos detenidos eh, en, que detuvieron en flagrancia. Esto quiere decir que en el momento que estaban cometiendo el delito fueron detenidos. So two people were caught red-handed actually involved in this activity of purchasing votes with debit cards. ¿Quién los detuvo? Eh, la FEPADE, que es eh, la encargada, de, es la policía electoral, por decirlo de alguna manera. So the federal electoral police, who are charged with maintaining fair and clean elections, were the ones who caught them. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at here in the city, that's H E A R in the city.org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook if you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. Vamos a Milenio Televisión. So we're going to Milenio, which is a, a magazine, like a broadsheet newspaper that has their own website with their own television channel that you can actually watch here in Los Angeles live. Yo, yo estoy siguiendo, comencé a seguir Milenio para mm, percibir de qué manera organizaron esta manipulación y cómo es que se confabularon los medios, ¿no? Porque es, es muy obvio. Ya contesté. 
Y quería también preguntarle, Otra más. ¿usted sabe aceptar la derrota? Vamos a esperar. ¿Es una persona que acepte la derrota, señor? Yo acepto la legalidad, la transparencia. Estamos viendo la conferencia que Andrés Manuel López Obrador, el candidato de la coalición por las izquierdas, está dando para definir su postura ante estos datos que están surgiendo del Instituto Federal Electoral. Eh, una de las reporteras, la primera pregunta que le hizo es si aceptaba su derrota, eh, qué es, que que, que es lo que quieren que haga desde que el presidente de la República anunció como ganador a Enrique Peña Nieto. Y lo que Andrés Manuel López Obrador dice, bueno, yo estoy tranquilo, voy a esperar a que salgan los resultados oficiales, que es lo normal. This is Andrés Manuel López Obrador live being asked if he would accept the fact that he's been defeated. And he said, I will accept the fact that the law of the land has to be followed. Sí, cuál es mi responsabilidad histórica y que voy a actuar en consecuencia. Andrés. Bueno, él tiene que dar, eh, tiene que ofrecer una postura no únicamente para estos medios, sino para todo el país, porque estamos hablando de un candidato que eh, en el caso de Enrique Peña Nieto tiene el 38% de los votos, estamos hablando de que eh, más de la mitad del país no quiere a este candidato en la presidencia, pero los otros votos se dividieron entre el PAN y entre Andrés Manuel López Obrador. Entonces Andrés Manuel López Obrador tiene un movimiento muy fuerte que sigue mucha gente y él está comprometido a dar, a, a anunciar su postura para que el movimiento no tome una decisión independiente de él y se vaya, vaya a haber un levantamiento y se responsabilice a él por ese levantamiento. So, Dolores is pointing out that um, while 38% of the vote was won by Peña Nieto, that even if that's the case, that it's not a majority in Mexico and that there's still a majority who voted for the PAN or voted for Vasquez Mota or voted for López Obrador. And he's being actually responsible in pushing through and calling for a legal process so that people who'd be disillusioned with the way in which this has turned out wouldn't take up arms or become violent on his behalf, but rather that he's showing leadership right now in saying, this is the posture I have for the rest of my country to say, let's let the electoral process play itself out. Vamos a tener paciencia. Tengamos paciencia, vamos a esperar los eh, resultados oficiales. We'll be patient and we'll just wait for the official result. Um, en estos días que vas a estar tú haciendo relacionado a, a los medios este, y las informaciones que salen de México. Bueno, nosotros nos estamos moviendo por medio de las redes sociales y lo que hacemos es uh, informar cada denuncia que hay, porque también los medios minimizan el número de denuncias que hay en la FEPADE informar eh, cómo el país se ha ido desestabilizando desde los seis años del PAN eh, y cómo no fueron unas elecciones tranquilas como, como pretende informarlo eh, los medios oficiales. Dolores said that in the 
coming week that she and her colleagues working in the Mexican press are going to be looking at um, the social networks and finding instances of documentation of electoral fraud and of violence uh, such have already happened um, and make sure that they report on it because in the mainstream press it's really being underreported or being mitigated in terms of its importance. Sabemos que hubo muerte, sabemos que hubo le personas levantadas por el supuesto crimen organizado que dirigían casillas, que formaban parte del movimiento de la izquierda, sabemos que hubo personas eh, violentadas, el, la, la organización Yo Soy 132 eh, fueron golpeados, fueron amenazados mientras vigilaban las, las casillas de votación. No fue una elección tranquila eh, y no ha sido una elección equitativa, y no ha sido y no y no ha sido muy clara la forma en la que los medios se han conducido pero lo más grave me parece a mí es la forma en la que se ha conducido el presidente Felipe Calderón eh, asumiendo una postura clara que manifiesta para muchos de nosotros un golpe de estado simulado no y que nadie quiere verlo como un golpe de estado pero se está dando un golpe de estado en And also, finally, that this could be, in some ways, considered um, a, a coup, a coup d'état in Mexico. Uh, that's really strong thing to say. Sí, es, eh, es decir, no lo queremos ver, nos da miedo verlo, pero se intenta perpetrar un golpe de estado, pero en lugar de utilizar armas o, o utilizar a los militares, se utilizan de manera discreta, pero se, se está utilizando como arma eh, en los medios de comunicación la prensa y toda la... Con lo que no cuentan es con las redes sociales que son tan amplias, pero se está utilizando como arma los medios de comunicación en contra de la decisión del pueblo. So, a coup d'etat in... not in the traditional sense of violent um, overthrow. Un golpe de estado a la mexicana. <laughs> a golpe de estado, a coup d'etat Mexican style, which means you pay people off and you use the media and by virtue of that you get the result that you want, not the result that the people of your country wanted. Yes. This is this is here in the city and we are here in Chinatown next to the Los Angeles State Historic Park with a group of marchers who are in opposition to marchers against the proposed Walmart that already got its permits and is actually under construction in Chinatown, Los Angeles. Uh, FLCIO Union 770, Hubert Evans. And you, sir? AFL UCIO 770, Keith Baker. And what brought both of you out today? Uh, against Walmart. Want everybody to have better jobs against the greed of Walmart. Not just Walmart, against the 1%. I agree. <laughs> what kind of profession are each of you involved in? I work for Ralph's Market Retail. Okay, so grocery. Yes, grocery. Yeah, yeah I work for Avison's Retail. Yeah. And 
looking at the way that Walmart is and comparing it to the way that your current work situation is with your employers, do you see a huge difference? Well, they're going to use Walmart as an excuse not to give us a good contract. That's what they're doing. They're saying that they lost their base, economic base, because of Walmart move in. That's not true. During the strike, they destroyed their economic base by keeping us out on strike for so long. They allowed independence to move in. Sisters and brothers, this is not an issue only for Chinatown. This is not even an issue only for downtown LA or LA County. This is an issue that's much, much bigger statewide, nationwide, and worldwide. job do you do? Uh, overnight soccer. All three of us are overnight soccer. So what's a night in your life like? <laughs> Overworked, underpaid. And what's some of the uh, most difficult things that you've encountered on your job? <laughs> I said, oh, you can't speak up, Tisha. She said what? I said, hi, I'm Sarah. Hi. I, I host a radio show called Here in the City. And can you tell me what your name is? Tisa. Where do you work? At Walmart Lancaster Store, 1563. And what kind of job do you do? I'm an overnight stalker. What's that like? Um, it's, it, the job is good. It's just the management that we have to deal with, the favoritism, the, the, this, the mistreat that we get done overnight. So what is, um, I'm going to walk on the other side of you. Here. So what is um what time do you go in? Um ten at night to seven in the morning. Do you have kids? Yes, I have three. And um do you have enough staff working with you that no, you can all finish? Understaffed. We don't get finished. Um they know we're understaffed, so when you don't finish you get, we get rolled up. Um some people they got fired because it's not enough help. And they're saying we're not getting done, but we can't get done if we don't have the proper help. So it's kind of hard. So how do you deal with that when you're, you know, stocking and unpacking and, and in the store on a nightly basis knowing that? I let them know in the beginning of the night, I'm not going to get done. If it's not help, I ask for help. If you don't send me help, it's not going to get done. What do you think is the most important thing that the people here in Chinatown should be thinking about um, if they do put that Walmart up? Because, you know, they have the permit already to it's do it. It's going to be a lot of disappointments. Um, they don't want to pay you the proper pay. They want us to work certain departments where people get more money than we do and don't want to pay us for it. Um, it's going to be a big shocker when they realize really how Walmart work and how they are. But it's going to be too late. What can they do? That's the reason why we're out here. Are you glad, though, that you have the job that you have? I love my job. I just don't like the way they treat me. Shannon. Oh, hello, Shannon. It's Sarah Harris calling you back. Sorry, I just missed your call. So you said you need to clarify a couple things, and I just want to warn you, I was not with Wendy, but I can try to get a message to her. What's going on? Oh, not a problem. So I was at the event on Saturday, and I was just wondering if 
um, I know she's in opposition to the Walmart actually being built. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And I, but in the process of events at City Hall, I know that the City Council has already attempted, they voted on a moratorium, but that Walmart has actually received the permit to build. She's not on city council. She's a citywide elected official. She's a city controller. So does that mean that even though they have a permit that it's possible for officials to prevent Walmart from moving forward? That would be a question for the city council. Again, the controller's position has been that she's opposed to the Walmart in Chinatown. Is there a certain part of her statement that you had questions about? I mean, Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have questions about what she said. I was rather wanting to clarify what the process is because I think people are confused about um, how it works because if they have a permit and the city council tried to stop them and yet they're moving forward and the city controller is opposed and yet they will still move forward i guess it leaves you know residents and citizens in los angeles saying well how is it possible that the planning department is usurping both of those uh city uh wide offices okay let me check in on that and give you a ring back sarah excellent thank you so much yeah okay bye-bye